right, here we go. Um, I think it's 358. Welcome to the podcast edition of the show that's on Q105 each and every weekday between 3 and 7 o'clock. Eric Chase and the fam. Um, the new uh, plot t- plot twist. I mean, there have always been plot twists. They've just been the plot, but everybody loves plot twists. They're a thing. Can't do, can't do anything without a plot twist. Um, the new plot twist is time jumps. So I've already, as they say, put Janet in the can. <laughs> and uh, I guess this will start us off, and then we'll see where we uh, drop uh, Dan or Daniel. We'll, we'll see what she prefers to be called. We'll drop in after him after us, and then probably Janet. Okay, there you go. There's the show. <laughs> Fun stuff. How are you? I'm good. Um, resting. My arm hurts a little. Did you? Uh, did you follow any of uh, the uh, officer stalker funeral stuff today? I watched some of it, um, I want to say from like 10.30 um, to 11, I watched it and I had to, I was driving in the area and I saw how many police cars were there. Like I saw how far back the line went for the uh, route. It's, I mean, it, it was insane. It took all of, I mean, it was like, I don't know how to explain it. It just took almost all of Douglas from like past Kenwood all the way down to like door. And back in the summertime when the weather was a lot nicer, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people were out. And um, just like that day where the weather was not so kind, nearly as many people were out, at least from what I could see and people tying ribbons around poles. So uh, watching, uh, I, I, I watched the majority of it. I don't know who the gentleman was. Um, after Chief, Chief Crawl, that's where I kind of dropped out. I was watching it or listening to it at, at the gym. Um, so I saw his military friend speak, um, uh, Lieutenant Lenhart, who let, let everything off, and then the mayor, and then Chief Crawl. And Chief, Chief Crawl said, I don't, did you see him speak? I didn't. No, I saw another gentleman speak. It might have been after Chief Crawl, actually. I don't know. Yeah, this is like 10... I, I bailed out around like 10.30 or so. So all my... Yeah, so watch- then I probably saw... I probably picked it up when that guy was speaking. Chief Crawl said... Uh, and I don't know who that gentleman was. That's when I had to, to get out of it. Uh, Chief Crawl said, I, I prayed that I don't ever have to do one of these again or something like that mm-hmm. in regards to Officer Diaz's death. And he's like, that prayer wasn't answered, but here we are. Um, yeah. He is uh, he is great in these moments. And I, I think I've told him now several times, because, uh, I mean, look, this is part of the job, uh, dealing with uh, racial tensions like we've had. Um, and if, if it's not that, it's something else in the community where, where people are at each other's throats. And, and deaths of people who work under him. And he keeps getting better at it. Yeah, and it's things you never wish you, you need to be good at, but it, it's with the territory. But he was wonderful today. The mayor... So I'm not being critical. <laughs> I'm slightly critical of our mayor. I'm not. Well, I mean, when you get in that when you get that job, you uh, you're going to take criticism. You're, everything yeah. you do is not going to mm-hmm. be well liked, and that's what we'll talk to Daniel about coming up mm-hmm. at four thirty. Mm-hmm. So let me go back to my grandfather's funeral in December of 2017. Okay, it's cold. Cold as fuck. <laughs> when was it? December. It was December. December of 2017, mm-hmm. and um, not many people. Small, small thing. Um, mm-hmm. The rabbi who was presiding over this thing 
talked about my grandfather like they had fought in a world war together, both of them. Mm. Like I was dumbfounded, and I uh, like he knew so many details about my mm-hmm. grandfather, and I was just thinking to myself. I think my testicles are freezing off. Um, <laughs> I should have listened to my dad and dressed warmer, but dad said it'll go by quick. And, and But I'm thinking, how did I never meet this guy? I mean, we're not like super uh-huh. religious. We weren't always at synagogue. How did this guy know so much? How did I never meet this guy? And I, I we wrapped up and I said to my dad, I was like, dad, how come I never met this rabbi? How did he know so much about grandpa? Uh-huh. like, my dad said, I gave him some notes. <laughs> yeah. And his presentation was just fitting for the ceremony. And, and today when I was watching Mayor Wade, he frequently referred to Officer Stalker's Facebook. And it seems like that's where he got his crib notes. And he did a fine job, but it just made me think of that because you got to know that the, the, the chief doesn't know every intricate detail of this, how many ever hundreds of officers are on the force and the mayor certainly doesn't know that right. many but yet you've got to get up to speed and present like you do know them and I don't, it seemed like a lot of it was on Facebook which I have no issue with I mean again I'm, I'm not giving him criticism you can't know everybody like this and it's his job to, to perform at this funeral I don't I don't love that and I, I'm, I agree with you like I'm not intending to be critical but I am more I mean, you're right. Like, it would be hard for the mayor and for the chief to know so much about him. The only thing I will say that they probably did was they've probably spent a fair amount of time with his family in the last week to just get to know him. And I think that's what, uh, like, at other funerals, that's probably how that happens also. Um, Because there is... Yeah. That's why I explained the thing with my grandfather. Like, my dad gave him some notes, and they had, like, a 30-minute powwow. And yeah. then because these, these, they're performers, they, they, the presenters, they just get up there and they... Essentially. <laughs> like, yeah. that rabbi had had me baffled. Like, how have I never met this great fit, this great uh, friend of David Weisberg? And my dad's like, I just gave him notes, and this is what they do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but well, the the guy that got up um, that that spoke right after you probably um, kind of went and did something else. He seemed like he knew him well. Yeah, he, I, well, at that point, I I had to get on a call, so I was yeah. watching, and he seemed to have spoken for the longest. Yeah, yeah, okay, and he seemed like he knew him so well. Like it sounded like he was a family member because he was basically like. You know, one minute he's a boy and the next minute he's a, you know, a young man taking care of his family and serving the community and, you know, all of these things. And I so think he was a pastor. I think he was a pastor uh, at a church where I guess the family went. So it, it could I'm like, it couldn't have been a family member because not to say this person wasn't emotional, but, you know, I, I'm like, he's holding it together really well. And it was just rough. Like I watched Officer Dia's service. um, and I watched the parts of this one and both of them, the the traditions that you have to do are the hardest part. Like when my um, when my uncle passed and he had an honor guard, I was at my worst when they were doing their thing, if that makes any sense, when yeah. they're firing, firing the shots. You see it on TV. Yeah. And, and, and the traditions that they have for this service when they were when they do his last call 
and they got on, you know, they got on the, um, the radio. Yes. Yeah. And, and they did the last call. And I think the little girl said, Daddy, I love you or something like that. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, and it was the same. Out. It was the same for Officer Dia, only because Officer Dia, they shared what his last words, which was tell my family I love them. And it still like haunts you to this day to even like I have goosebumps. It's so, it's just awful. It's so sad. Yeah, there's uh, anything with power in the universe listening to this podcast and to everybody else like. We are done with these uh, mm-hmm. first responders um, suffering a death for a good time. Like, mm-hmm. like let us let us let us have some peace because it was it was wild. Like, it was surreal. I, I kept turning to my left when I was on the treadmill watching all this stuff. I'm like, I was wondering if it was 83 and sunny outside because we we just did this. It, so. It, and I, it just, yeah, it's just so awful. And you saw his partner was there. It, I think it was his partner. And she was just hysterical. And so, you know, we know off some officers like Officer Dungeon. And I sent an email to Officer Bates just to check in on how they're doing. Because I'm just like, this is terrible. This yeah. this really is just terrible. And I, you're right. Like, I hope that for a long while, obviously, especially considering one of my own will be in that. Yep. At some time soon. I hope for a long while. All right. So um, over to some other police business. It's good news, bad news. Um, they got Derek Perkins Jr., the the coffee criminal. Heathen. So help help me out here in a second. This guy uh, hit up a couple of like stop-and-go type places, robbed him. He would grab hot coffee, and then when the register would open, he'd throw the hot coffee in the face of the attendant, which is just horrid. Mm-hmm. Um he faces three different charges of robbery and one charge of receiving stolen property. I guess he had a phone that he, he robbed off somebody as well. His bond was set at $150,000. He's back in court on February 1st. So three charges of robbery, one of receiving stolen property. Help me out here. Maybe you know the law better than me. Which of those covers the vile act of doing the coffee thing? I don't think, I don't, I don't know if, I don't think that there is any law like what if it was say there were no crimes connected to this and he just threw coffee in someone's face what would his crime be then i don't bodily know what that's harm, called bodily harm assault of some assault kind. yeah i don't when i read that i'm like there's a charge missing like this was arguably like that's our and maybe we're not hearing anything about well yeah hold on. Like, like I texted you today. I'm like, today I'm going to br- begin my, my criminal overlord career because all the police <laughs> are at Savage Arena. Today you could like rob anything. It's like, where are all the... Um, uh, that's obviously a joke and, and perhaps a, a little ill-timed. But uh, for the last week, most of our, our journalists and people have been on this story. Mm-hmm. And I hope there's another... Po- Actually, I hope that no real, dam- no real health damage was done to these people who, threw, who he threw the coffee at in their faces or anything because that's awful like that's that's life-changing stuff and maybe mm-hmm. that's why there isn't an additional charge like hopefully he missed because that's awful because i i want him to maybe some, i want to, i want his punishment if he did hit them in the face and they have serious health damage i want the harsher punishment for that yeah I, I mean because that's how that's how we feel i mean when you're when you think about that and you hear that they threw hot coffee in someone's face you're like oh my god but you know, it could have been that they missed and it doesn't, I don't know if they like, I don't know if it's just us that considers that more of a violation than a robbery or theft, you know, 
um, that's, yeah, that's going to be interesting because I'm, I'm like, maybe, not to say nobody else is going to care. Have you read the comments? Read the comments. Nope. I can't get, I can't get on Facebook. Read the comments. Oh, you're still locked out. Yeah. Uh, are they, are they working on the problem? I have no idea. I haven't gotten any mm. email. I tried to submit it again and it said, we've already got it. Sit tight and we'll get back with you and nothing. If there was ever a time to use your Sunny the Corgi Twitter account, now is it because a lot of brands are responsive when you tweet them. So I tried to um, go into Facebook and I did message them from Twitter and um, it's an it's like a, a robot and they make fun of that in the email. So the, in the mail, they're like, this will be a robot that you're speaking to a robot, but we've made it to where it helps you as best we can. It's like walking in circles. It's the same thing as if I were to find help outside of it. It's not helpful at all, actually. I, I, I think it was for CBS All Access a couple weeks ago where I, too, got a robot, and I thought the same thing you did. But the AI is so intuitive, it actually mm-hmm. wound up being helpful. So, But I'm sorry you're going through this. And you know what? Be thankful that you're not... You're getting a nice forced facebook recess and we i all, suppose we all need to do that every now and then i suppose now i'm on tiktok and i already have a new skincare plan oh, uh skincare dear. skincare thing planned out i'm gonna go to ulta and pick it up and i've tried new recipes already <laughs> today i saw uh uh what's her face uh jordan woods she was one of the kardashian friends oh yeah and she did the the bus it challenge oh jesus i hate the bus it challenge because my knees don't work that way. Right. I can't get back up. I, I was just mesmerized, but not in a good way that like the st- like her butt her butt cheeks were just like defying gravity and whatever, man. Not my she, thing. She I mean, she very publicly had um, like a Brazilian butt lift. Like she very publicly had plastic surgery because Kylie paid for it. So it's her what's in her butt cheeks was in Not her real. belly it was mm. it's real it was just in her belly at one point and now it's in her butt I ever told, god i'm sorry no no go ahead like i just it's not my thing like <laughs> it's not and and i have a hard time keeping my i don't i don't like go after people i don't say insensitive things i thank them a lot but there mm. are times where i see people and they're like, mm, thick. I'm like, eh, or like, I got that ass. I'm like, I don't know if that's an ass. Like, all of you is big. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, an, it depends. And TikTok is full of ass. It, 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 I can't really, it's either the leggings that you buy off Amazon that like go, that look like your ass is eating them. <laughs> and apparently that's attractive. Or it's the bus it challenge where people are trying to bounce their ass up and down. I personally find that my butt only bounces when I work on my muscles. Like, so when I squat more and I'm really into working out, I have more control over it so I can make it like, you know, move. Like a normal human. Yeah, it's fun sometimes. I've seen, he- I've seen the leggings that you've talked about because <laughs> I, I thought like <laughs> physics were being defied at the gym one day. Like I've seen my share of leggings and big butts and all this stuff, but her... The rest of her physique did uh-huh. not match what was in her butt. And I'm thinking, she doesn't look like the type that could maybe afford something like that. Because I'm guessing it's, it's expensive. Like, the average person doesn't get that. She was not like, I didn't look at her and go, oh, that's an influencer. But, like, her butt was it was defying physics and maybe it was because of the leggings. 
It it could have been. I'm I, if the if anybody wears these leggings out in public though, I think it's gross. Like I would if I had a child, I would cover their eyes because it's literally just your butt. You know, and I know before it was leggings aren't pants and people would get shame for wearing leggings out in public anyway. Screw those people. But these leggings specifically, I mean, underwear covers you more than this. Like yeah. it's just it's just an outline of your you're like your ass just swallows them. And so you just see your two little cheeks or big cheeks. Um, so those, yeah. those things. One more thing with that. Do you remember how uh I think your mom probably did this. I remember in the 80s, my mom wore shirts that had shoulder pads, and I laughed at her. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yep. Okay, it's it's like some some women have these leggings or whatever they are that, like, shoulder pads are in your ass now. Uh, so I've never, well, the leggings I'm referring to don't have padding in them. Mm, They're okay. just right. specifically made, I'll send you a picture. They're specifically made with, like, ruching in the crack. And they are very like there's not enough space between the top of the leggings and your crack. So you literally it's like a thong, but for leggings. So you pull them up and they're in your your crack, your butt crack is intended to swallow them and then like be split between them. Physics breaking leggings. Got it. (laughs) And apparently that is that type of um, fitting is meant to suck your butt in and make it look really tight i am just fascinated by them i personally might purchase them just to see how thomas reacts but i would never i would never wear them out of the house even at my best like even at my best figure i w- i don't want people seeing like you're literally you're just seeing me my what my shape is with black skin i already have black skin but you know what i mean um are there like uh leggings like at, for for uh gym for gym stuff and workouts that when they come up so high like over your belly button mm-hmm. does that like keep your stomach in like act, mm-hmm. does it act like spanks i like them because I, so i only buy high-waisted leggings and that's because when i work out they don't fall i still have a belly so there's a lot of movement in there and it controls the movement so i'm not having to pull my pants up when i'm running or if i'm squatting i don't have to worry about pulling my pants up again if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. i have i have like skinny leggings and then i have like boot cut leggings and they're both high-waisted and i just prefer it and yes they do give you a bit more stomach control got it so i prefer them old navy they sell the best kind to me okay um a couple of things i talked about with janet um so my brother and tracy are having a little girl on (gasps) roughly august 10th Oh, a girl. Oh, that's so exciting. So the last name might not continue on. We'll no, see. Maybe. And like I said to Janet, I got I didn't I didn't know how to respond cuz Paul is so stoic with this kind of thing. Like there was mm-hmm. his voice didn't go up and uh, up or down with elation or mm-hmm. joy. It was just like it was supposed to be August 6th, but now it's a uh, it's typical, you know, very stoic Paul, emotionless. He he makes I thought I am stoic and, and, and objective and cold. He he makes me look like a, a manic lunatic. Um, <laughs> but I have to ask him if he's going to press to um, name her after my mom, Natalie, which uh, that would, I would a good think name. that would be very important. And maybe not Natalie, but something with an N or an N-A or something like mm-hmm. that. So I have to... Or the uh, middle name. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think uh, speaking of leggings and pants... 
I think Tracy wears the pants in that relationship, which is like, <laughs> she, she did go to Disney right after she found out she was pregnant. Um, and I guess Paul can be a, a bit of a walkover, but that's fine. You did not confrontational. Uh, that's, if that's how the relationship works best, so be it. Um, so I will, maybe he might have to, if he does want her name for my mom, he might have to settle for like middle name. Yeah. he. I mean, but, and I think that that's fair because like it's there's two people you know in that in that relationship i've i've we've talked about this because um for thomas and myself we always fight about that and there's not even a kid coming (laughs) you know what i mean so um it's that's i think a middle name is an is a good compromise i think there should be something um regarding unless tracy has some important family things that she wants to include i think they should be able to include them both and uh, the L's will continue to come for the, the Weisberg persons, the men, not me. If I'm not mistaken, so my mom got to name me. Mm-hmm. I don't know where my middle name came from, but I'm fairly certain. Yeah, because I think my mom had a grandfather named Abraham, and that's where I came from. Is that your middle name? No. Oh. But remember, my first name is not spelled with an E. I do know that. Yeah. I don't know where Ro- my middle name is Robert. Oh. I do remember because I remember I was like seven or eight years old when Paul when they were kicking around names for Paul. Once again, my dad loses my mom's name. My mom, I'm sorry, my mom's dad. Her father was named Paul. He was my uh-huh. grandfather. He died when I was like two. So obviously, the Paul never met uh-huh. Grandpa Paul. So he got that name. And once again, my dad had to take the middle name uh, <laughs> for one of his grandmothers, Sarah. So it's Paul Scott. So my family is a little, my brother is a third, uh, my, the younger brother, he's a third. And that, I mean, so my mom didn't have a choice in that. So when they chose to name me, I actually love my, like, I love my name and how I got it. So my name is Alexandria Patricia. And my parents, when they met, they met at a bar in Cleveland. My dad was from Michigan. He was visiting Cleveland and he met my mom at a bar. My mom was with her best friend, Patricia, and my dad was with my cousin, Alexandria. And that's how Alexandria Patricia came about. That's a great story. And I love it. And I love, I love that story. I'm like, that's so cool. But Thomas, obviously our kid has to be a third because his dad passed away and his dad was everything to him. So our kid has to be a third. So then I said, if it's a girl, I get to pick the name. Right. And I have a little... That's what I said. He doesn't think so. He's like he like is grumpy about it. Ooh, this is this would be a great like on air topic. I think <laughs> if it's a boy and he gets to pick it and he gets to carry on his name, you mm-hmm. should have full rights over a girl. He doesn't he doesn't like the name and he does and and obviously my dad passed and so I want to include and it's going to be strange to include a little bit of my dad in there. He doesn't like it, but he turns his nose to it. But everybody else that like, as in a couple other people that I had this conversation with about the argument, not about this is what I'm naming my kid because that's weird because I'm not pregnant. Um, they love it. And Thomas is like, ew. <laughs> what, what, what do you have picked out? So I have always, if I had a little girl, I've always, I like boy names for girls. Okay. And I love the name Charlie. Okay. Although I have a little cousin named Charlie now who's like tw- uh, one or nine months or something. And then my dad, my brother is a third 
and he chose not to carry on the Julius um, into his children. And so the middle name in my family that runs through my family, it's like known in the Thomas family is don't laugh. It's Boston. I like it. I like it. I think it's a powerful girl name, Charlie Boston. Although <laughs> Boston's a, kind of got a bad reputation for being a racist city, but we can hand wave that aside. It, it's I've never heard anybody with the name Boston. I remember when I was younger, I was like, how the heck did you come up with? How did this happen? That you, their name, that everybody's middle name. So my brother's name is Julius Boston. And my dad was Julius Boston. And his dad was Julius Boston. And I have a couple other people in my family with the middle name Boston. So it's known that that's what it is. So I'm taking it. Um, but Thomas like turns his nose to it. <laughs> there's a there's a player for the Eagles uh, running back, a small dude named Boston Scott. So I've, I've heard the name before. I like it. And it's a girl. It would be for a girl. But I also like the fact that like a powerful name for a girl. And I like that you can't tell. You know, I have some girlfriends that I know and their names are Ryan and Randy. It's spelled different, but it's Ryan and Randy. I have to remember when uh, I put you on emails with people like, hey, this is uh, if I like tell somebody that they're going to be wired in with us. Like maybe I told uh, Daniel, who I've got to get here in a second. Um, mm -hmm. I have to remember to spell out your name over email <laughs> because I don't want them to think like I want them to know. I mean, people are already uncomfortable as it is not being able mm -hmm. to see or anything like that. So I'm, mm -hmm. I, I remind people Alexandria or, or I say something like, Alex will be on this. She'll be on with us today or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And I introduce my most of the time, especially professionally, I will introduce myself as Alexandria. It's all, it's the same line. My name is Alexandria, um, but you can call me Alex unless you're fancy and want to call me Alexandria okay. and that's fine. And I always say that, but it's sometimes I don't, I find it fascinating to see people's reactions. I can't even tell you how many times, where's your supervisor? What's his name? Or where is Alex? I'd like to meet him. Um, and I'm just like, it's a her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's just going to take, I don't think anybody is doing that intentionally. It's just no. ingrained and we're going to have yeah. to Yeah. Oh, that. yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Um, did you, uh, I, I actually, uh, I had some initial questions, some thoughts for Daniel, and then I went through his site today, which is a nice little site, um, and came out with some more questions. You, you have anything you want to run by me? You want to uh, fire at him so we don't ask the same question? I, I'm going to let you lead and then okay. I may come up with questions as we're having the conversation. I'm just curious because he's a younger person where his motivations are coming from to want to do this. Um, but, I, you know, I I didn't get a chance to look at his site today, but I looked at it weeks ago when you, when we talked about him last. That's so I, I did go and see that he's in the old West End and has a wife and all of those things. That's a good question, I think, because it's the general, I want to get young people involved. I want people my age to be energized. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it, it, I didn't see any specifics um, besides that. And, and that's where, you know, things get tough because as uh, you, you know, you're, you just turned 30, right? <laughs> no, I'll be 31. 31 is at my door at this mm. point. I know. God, I've known you a long time now. Best friend. <laughs> um, and me, I haven't done anything this year. Let me email Jesus. him that I just sent the link. Um, you know that you're like 30% more civically minded than people your age. Yeah. Um, so I, it's, 
Look at that. He's already here. Jesus. Oh my gosh. Fast. Daniel. Hello. Hey. Do we Hi, call Daniel. You? Hello. Um, can you uh, can you crank up your uh, your volume just a little bit? Yeah. Let me uh, bring up the settings here. Hold on a second. Or put yourself closer to the mic. I've got uh, AirPods in, so oh, okay. so that, that'll work. We'll be good. Do uh, well, good uh, to is that better? Yeah, that's good. Cool. Uh, good to chat with you. First off, do we call you Dan or Daniel? Uh, Daniel, please. Daniel, My you mom got it. Insisted on Daniel, so that's what I am. <laughs> um, thanks for taking some time. Um, and oh, thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, I, as much as I think I'm going to ask you some hard questions. Um, I, I, from going through all your stuff, I think we're, uh, we're on the same page. I'm glad I was going to ask you, but then I saw on your website, um, OrtizforToledo.com, you're a Democrat. So we're all on the same <laughs> side here. Yes, we are. Yeah. You know, I've been asked about that and I would say that, yeah, when you go through the issues, like definitely I would consider myself a Democrat. Now, as far as official party affiliation goes, like I, I'm independent as of now, you know, right. cause mm -hmm. I'm not a politician, so. And I, I think when uh, when you're at the local level, um, it's not as important because most of us are all city-minded. Um, it's usually like Republican, Democrat, as we found out in more general elections. All of us just want, you know, it doesn't matter what side you lead on. We just want the best for the city here where we live. And I know that's why you got involved in this. So let's start there. Why are you running for city council? Well, I'm, I'm running for city council because I love Toledo. I mean, that's straight up. That's the biggest reason. That's my big driving force. But what kind of prompted me to do this now was I just think when I think about politics in general, I think that politics would be a better place if just simply if more people got involved, like in running for elections, mm -hmm. um, if more kind of regular working people ran for office. Um, then you would just see it across the spectrum. There would just be better people working in politics. I think that it's sort of become easy to say that, you know, politicians are corrupt or they're, you know, bad people or they're selfish or these kind of things. And I think if you accept that, then it becomes true, right? Um, but if you get involved, if it, if you if more people get involved, then that won't be true anymore. You know, if there's mm -hmm. if you say it's OK to be a politician, then good people will run to be politicians and kind of serve their communities. If, if that should be the point, you should want to be a politician to kind of serve the community you care about, not to do it as like a career or anything like that. Alex, you want to throw the question at uh, Daniel for what we just talked about before he hopped on? Yes. And I also I agree with you in that um, I think it's easy for people to say, you know, politicians are this and politics is this um, without actually doing the work to um, learn a little bit more about who uh, who is running, who's currently right. serving your community. And the only way for politician for you to for those ideas to change is for us to get more people involved and for people to start caring, you know, right. not even just for um, running like you are, but for people to care to um, learn about what what you feel on the issues and to vote, you know, those right, exactly. kinds of things. I think I think this past this past year we saw it. You know, have you mm -hmm. ever heard so many people telling you to vote? Have you ever watched TV no. and just says nonstop vote, vote, vote? You got to vote, right? And so that's being really drilled into your heads. But those people also aren't really encouraging people to run for office, right? Uh, sure. They're just saying to go out and vote. So I think you take it to the next level and actually get like get your hands dirty, you know. Daniel, can so, I? Oh, 
Daniel, can I tell you that I actually have heard this? Aside from, like, I always, people always say the world is worse than it's ever been. I'm like, no, no, no. There's just more media than ever before. And I remember when I was 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, and, like, uh, I think it was Clinton. Like, I was part of that, like, that first MTV Rock the Vote thing. So I did hear it Mm -hmm. all the time. So this is... That's true. That's true. This is generational, like... And Alex and I were just Alex and I were just talking about this. Alex is thirty one. I'm going to be forty two. You're twenty nine. It's just hard to get younger people in their twenties more civically minded because they've got so many other things going on. And and to be quite to be quite honest, I didn't get more civically minded. Granted, I did a lot of moving around, but I didn't become more civically minded about Toledo until I was like in my mid thirties almost when, right. when some things like I'm tired of the potholes and all this other stuff. <laughs> so what do you think you can do to get younger people a little bit more motivated, especially like mm-hmm. if you listen to anybody, anybody with a, a grain of knowledge, the local elections are so much more important than what happens every four years. Of course, because I mean, what the city council is talking about right now affects literally what's happening like in front of your house. Like yeah. the next meeting they have is going to be about what streets they repave, right? So how could it be more direct than what the city council does? Um, mm-hmm. So I think if you kind of spread that message, you know, and also talk about what can the city council do when you think about people who are really active in politics and the things that they care about. Um, some of it is like national politics and stuff, you know, like when they talk about just for example, like the Green New Deal, obviously uh, a city council can't enact the Green New Deal as it's you know known. But there's so many things that uh, a city government can do when they put their mind to it. If you just look um, at across the country, if you read into, you know, local politics, basically, and, and kind of groundbreaking policy. You can you'll you'll read all these stories. You'll see oh, in Seattle they did this, in Little Rock they did that, uh-huh. in Austin they did this. So when you kind of people say, well, what can the city government do for me? You ask them the things that they care about, and you're like, well, actually, we can fix that right here in Toledo. We don't need to wait for a new president or even a you know a new senate or anything like that to kind of get that work done. We can build build it from the ground level here. I think it's it's so. Yeah. So I love what you're saying. And I think that for young people, it's going to be really important that you speak their language um, because there's a lot of misunderstanding and misinformation where people complain about what's happening. Well, no, I don't want to vote for Joe Biden or, you know, because he's sure. for this and he's for that. And it's like but what's really important is who you vote for locally um, right. and, who, and who you vote for within your states. So that education isn't happening as quickly as I think that it needs to. So I think it's I think you're absolutely right. Educating people on um, what can be done. I mean, perfect example within our own community is how much crime we've seen. I mean, I think we broke our homicide record last year um, in Toledo. And where can city council fit in with something like that? Sure. I mean, obviously, that's very complex, but I mm-hmm. just think that generally if you make a city a good place to live for everybody, right? If you kind of make sure you're addressing everyone's needs, um, the the better the community is, the better the neighborhoods are, the better the city is as a whole, I think you would see less crime. Obviously, that's really simplistic to something that is uh, very complex um, and yeah. multifaceted. But. You just saying it's complex, you know, I'm glad to hear that because as Alex and I, we – we know the same people, Dan. You used to you interned over at iHeart, right? 
I worked with you for a day. You probably don't remember it. One day. Was, <laughs> one day I sat behind the glass. Yeah. I'm so sorry you what? had to do that. Bless Wait. your heart. Was, was it like June 7th, 2017? Because that was my last day. No, it was it was like 2014. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was when I was in college. So I was I was Mary mm. Beth Smith's intern, and she sent me down the hall for a day. Got it. I I would say I vaguely remember you. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> I remember they would send some people down. I forgot my question, but yeah, we know a lot of the same people. But we can dive into this stuff here on the podcast as opposed to not doing that after a Miley Cyrus song. One thing sure. I really <laughs> wanted to dig in with. Um, so on your website again, OrtizForToledo.com, you don't want to have like you don't want to be beholden to interests, and that's where politics get really murky. Mm. Because right. um, people donate to your campaign, and then whether it's above board or below board, they expect things, and that's just kind of right. how life works with partnerships and and relationships. It happens in our in, in the micro relationships. You do this do this for your wife, you expect something from her. So, how are you going to raise some money, and how are you going to market this thing so that you can get in people's face, and so you can get some votes, and this just isn't like some throwaway thing that you're trying out? Because I know you really want to be on council. Right. Well, what I really want to do is run a great campaign. You know what I mean? Like that's that's kind of my point is if I run a really good campaign and show that you can just go ahead and get involved. If you care about something enough, you can try and run. Um, You know, there's nothing special about me. Right. I'm a pharmacy technician. I have no political connections or anything like that. I have no experience in this world, but I'm hoping that I can just run a good campaign. As far as the fundraising goes, um, what I am really hoping for is just small donations from from regular people, you know, mm-hmm. that's who I want to be beholden to is like, if I can get a, a decent number of people to give me 10 bucks, 20 bucks, do a $5 monthly donation, things like that, then my obligation will be to uh, represent those people and to just like, to make them proud and to not embarrass them with, uh, with terrible votes on things. You know, when I look at city council, and I just see some of the policies that they put in place, it's like, I don't talk to anybody in my day to day that agrees with some of these things. Not, they're not all bad. You know, I'm not trying to trash anybody, but there's just some of the things where I'm just wondering who are they hearing from most? Is it like special interests or things like that? I mean, mm-hmm. you talk about people being involved. Are people calling city council a lot? Are you emailing your city councilors all the time on every issue? Probably not. So, you know, um, that's, that's when I raise that money that way, then I want to be beholden to just just the people, you know, people in my community, people that are I would consider like my peers. Daniel, uh, let me go back. How are you yeah. going? How are you going to ask for that money? Like, what you my sound very be, humble. That's, you sound very humble. So how? Yeah, how, how are we going to go like, about that? It's not even that. It's more of like a marketing thing. Like, how are you going to get yourself out there? How are you going to get that five or ten bucks from people? And I'll, I'll throw this at you. I know a couple of years yeah. ago when my friend Nick Ives and Sam Meldon were running, yeah. Sam had one failed bid but then got in for the district um, right. that he was living in. Nick was like, I just knocked on doors. Like, he went everywhere and knocked uh, on yeah. doors. So what's your strategy okay. to get noticed? So that- that, that, that clears up the question for me. First off, I uh, really like Nick. Um, he's probably my favorite person on city council right now. But um, And I was actually just talking to somebody who uh, saw a friend of mine who worked on his campaign, and, and she was like, he knocked on every yep. single door. And I think that's what I'm going to have to do. Yeah. Um, you know, my plan is, you know, when you are around Toledo, I'm sure you notice every neighborhood kind of has like a little park, you know. Um, and my idea is to kind of try and, and do a tour of like every 
like voting precinct or something like that and go to those little parks and just set up shop and kind of uh, let the people in the neighborhood know like, hey, on this day, I'll be here. I'm running for city council. I want to hear from you on the issues you care about. And then you can hear from mm-hmm. me um, where I stand and just getting it out that way. Um, obviously doing things like this, you know, uh, to help spread the word and, um, you know, just trying to spread out like your network online and everything. Um, uh, that's been going okay for me so far is just <laughs> sitting on Twitter every night for an hour and like searching, for, like finding like a, a like-minded type of person and hitting follow on them. And then, you know, it uh, suggests people for you to follow based on that. And you just click follow on everybody. That's and the answer. Some, that's some the answer them, I was looking for. Yeah. Some of them click on you and, and they must like, you know, what's in my Twitter bio or you know, my pinned tweet or whatever. And they click follow back and it's things like that, you know, Alex, you want to throw anything in? So, no, I, I mean, I feel like you sound extremely humble in a way that is attractive to me if, if, it, if I were a voter. You know, it's, it's like-minded. It's those, um, you're not, while you're not trashing what has come before you, you're trying to um, show a different side of things and, and bring more people to the table to understand what's happening and be involved. But I, I mean, I'm curious what motivated you to get to this point where, you know, where did this come from? Um, because I know you said you didn't have, you know, you're a pharmacy technician. And I think you might have said you're just a you're nothing special. I would disagree. Um, but yeah, oh, tell me, like, talk to us about where this came from, the motivation to want to do something like this. Um, I've well, I've always I've always cared about politics. I've always been interested in politics. My mom could tell you she used to make fun of me because she would come <laughs> home from work. And, and and we're talking, I'm like 11 years old. She would come mm-hmm. home from work and she'd make dinner and we'd sit down for dinner and I'd tell her about something I saw on like a CNN talk show or whatever. And she'd be like, mm-hmm. you're the only 11 year old who sits and watches those talk shows after school. And uh, so then kind of what the final straw was uh, for me, well, there was a couple things. So um, my district representative here in the old West end was Yvonne Harper, who Mm -hmm. is one of the city council people who got arrested last year. And I started paying attention to her in 2018. And I, um, you know, I just disagreed with a lot of things she said, um, Mm -hmm. publicly and kind of votes she took and things like that. And I just thought, you know, I, I feel like I could do a better job representing my neighborhood than this person. And, uh, you know, I, I feel comf- I feel really vindicated saying that now after what happened uh, last year. Yeah, sure. But, um, you were disagreeing with her because so. you're not a criminal. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you were did. on the right track. Um, and uh, so then, um, what made me say, you know, and now is just going to be the time. Was uh, I worked in this past election? I worked at our library here in the neighborhood um, uh, for the the precinct on general election day, and the next day. I was like, I can't sit and watch the election results like pour in. I can't refresh Twitter every two minutes. Like I got to do something. And uh, I've been getting really into cycling this year. And so I went on a 40 mile bike ride. And oh my. while I while I was just riding and just trying to do anything but look at my phone, I thought um, I, I came up with my thesis that um, politics would be a better place if we just kind of flooded the zone locally with more just regular, decent kind of working people um and then that would just branch out from there right um Mm -hmm. you talk about people not paying as much attention to local politics as they should the state level politics are another big one um Mm -hmm. i think that the ohio state house is probably home to some of the worst politicians in the country jim jordan (laughs) jim jordan i was gonna (laughs) you know you said it first (laughs) well he's well but he's national right he's in the house of representatives i'm talking about like the ohio state congress 
Mm. And, um, you know, like you have people there like, um, uh, I, I'm, I'm blanking on her name. I don't want to know her name, but she, she, <laughs> she represents the Dayton area, you know, and after the shootings sure. in the Oregon district there, she said that we shouldn't blame guns. We should blame, um, homosexuals people. and 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 transgender people you know what i mean and and, and oh, she's elected, i know who you're talking about she's an elected official you know like, mm-hmm. that's horrible and mm-hmm. so we've got to wash out the stuff like that you know and i think you do it by just having just decent folks run for office in places they care about i can start locally you can start with you know um, auditor and dog catcher and all that kind of stuff and, and grow from there. Daniel, let me mm-hmm. ask you this. I think this is, this would be like a debate question. Um, I know you're, uh, you're against, uh, the traffic cameras. I throw yes. my opinion out there often about that. Um, so how would you make up that revenue if they went away? Um, I, I think, I, I don't know the, the finer details of kind of tax agreements that the city has, uh, with various entities, but I just think that um, I'm wondering, I don't know the answer, um, the tax liability of, you know, people doing like big developments downtown and, and just big businesses and corporations in general. Um, mm. You know, Ohio is one of the only states that doesn't tax corporate profits, which is unbelievable. Um, and so for me, it's, it's, it's not about like coming up with a, immediate replacement for that revenue. It's just the fact that the answer to every revenue shortfall shouldn't be to take more money from people like us who, uh, you know, are mostly just trying to make it by, you know, pretty close to paycheck to paycheck. Um, You know, the, whether that's the traffic cameras or uh, raising the, expanding the downtown parking hours, like right now in the middle of the pandemic, you're going to do that, Uh, you know, uh, asking for us to raise our city income tax to repave the streets. It just seems like the answer is always to take more money from the people who don't necessarily always have it. Daniel, let me follow up with that. And I'm not being a dick. I'm just trying to counter. No, um, I want to hear. Because yeah. I, I don't even know. I, I don't know the, the granular level of this as well. If we're not taxing the corporate profits, maybe that keeps some of these corporations here. If we were to do that, they might leave and that might cost jobs because there is a balance. And it's very sure, hard. Of course. Like, of course. You want to thread the needle. Nothing's ever that cut and dry. Right. right. So I, I completely understand um, that you offer incentives to people to bring the jobs here. Uh, I'm not against that at all. I'm just saying, I was just throwing that out as an example of somewhere where we might be able to make up that money because, you know, a a very small percentage point or two to a corporation is not going to make a huge difference to them versus, uh, I mean, just a regular person getting the $125 ticket in the mail, you know, that's, that's a, that's a bad (laughs) for a lot of people. It really is. It hurts. Yeah. Um, Transportation and Alex just smack me if you want to hop in. Um, I, Daniel, I'm on the same page with you. Do you know Danny Woodcock? I do not. Okay, Danny. Uh, Danny was just a downtown dude, and he's now on the board of Tarta because Tarta, over the okay. last year, has tried to reinvigorate itself. And I think yeah. you're on you're on the the, the same uh, page as me, and, and certainly as Danny. Um, you have a bit of a vision for Tarta to improve and make it more usable, right? Yeah. Uh, so I don't. I wouldn't. Vision is. Uh, I don't have the specifics, you know, I don't, I don't have the, the answer like written out. I just think we should put resources to it. We should, um, you know, hire people who that's their job is to, you know, look at transportation like that and tell us mm-hmm. how to do it. And we should carry out that vision. 
I just had a friend um, move back here from New York City, and he took the bus everywhere there. And he yeah. goes to take Tarda, and he's like, oh, this isn't – it just wasn't an option. You know, it wasn't a viable option for a lot of the times he wanted to use it. And so I just think that um, that's something that if you revitalize that and got more people to use that, it just makes it a better city, honestly. Sure. Alex? No, I, I mean, I that those are my thoughts. Okay. Um, let's uh, let's do some fun things before we wrap sure. up here. What's your dog's name? My dog's name is Tux because it looks like he's wearing a tuxedo. You know, he's all black with that kind of the white patch on his chest. Oh. He's a good-looking boy. We don't care about the cat a whole lot. Sorry, Alex. I care about the cat. What's your cat's <laughs> oh, we name? Have, we have we have two cats. They're both. They're also both uh, all black with a little white on their belly. Uh, their names are Shark and Squid. Okay. Shark and Squid. What and kind of dog say, do you have? Uh, well, Tux is. Um, he's some sort of mutt. <laughs> uh, we don't. We don't <laughs> know for sure. Um, we did one of those dog DNA things, and I don't think that it was right because you it didn't have any. The- yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, you, sh- you didn't have any, like, short dog uh, DNA in him, and he's very short, so. You should have just gone through one of our intersections with the traffic cam at, like, 80 when no one's there <laughs> rather than yeah. flushing your money that way. And, Alex, here's the really fun one because um, he kind of brags about it on the site. Daniel, why do you have rats? Oh, uh, so my uh, my fiancé, my partner, um, she's, a, she's a veterinarian, so she's an animal lover just in general, oh. obviously. And uh, at some point, she decided to adopt a couple rats, and that just, we've had rats ever since. Um, they are the best pets ever, honestly. Uh, I'm a big rat advocate. <laughs> how do you, how do you, I mean, do you interact with it like a hamster? Yes. How no, do you they're, play they're with the rat? Like um, they, they, they will play, they will like play fetch. They will like hand wrestle you. They'll let you tickle them. Um, They'll play with like the cat toy, you know, the stick with the feather on it. They'll chase that around. Um, yeah, they're they're really intelligent. They're smarter than our dog and our cats for sure. Okay, so if I can give if I can give you a scale from the size of like <laughs> a, a shoe size eight yeah. or a shoe size five, like where are they at? Like, <laughs> well, it depends. We have two that are they're a little chunkier. They might be like a, a seven. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Like what are their yeah. names? Uh, the ones we have right now are named Vanilla, Flower, Fennel, and Dill. Oh, there's a oh my, oh my. Yeah. Does, does somebody like to cook in that house? <laughs> we, we both do. We take turns. Oh, Daniel, gosh. when you feel comfortable uh, of expanding, when we move a little, when we get a little better vaccinated, I would love to sure. come see your rats and how intelligent they are because of all the things we've just discussed that that seems like the biggest bullshit trying to win anybody over my rats are smart just do a little little googling there's some viral video on facebook the other day about how scientists like train rats to drive little cars to get treats okay but yes you've got Stuart little in your house (laughs) four of them oh my Um, god you, you know nick lives in your neighborhood right yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. Have you, uh, like, w- are you going to do, like, a canvassing? Like, I would hope within a month or so, like, you've knocked on everybody's door in the old West End, and they all know and are ready to vote for you. Yeah, I've been, so right now, the the phase I'm kind of in with the campaign is first just obviously trying to get my name out there at all, because I started from nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. But then um, where we are, like, in the, the technical aspect is I need to get signatures to get on the ballot. Got it. And so I have started doing that and i started by reaching out to people that i know or friends of friends and going to their houses and uh 
I did a little tour of the neighborhood uh, this past weekend and went into a few people's houses and uh, we all wear masks, of course, and, sure. and sat, you know, space apart in their living rooms. And we just talked. It was, it was funny. I expected to be gone for like 45 minutes and I was gone for three and a half hours because mm. people just get fired up, which Good. is really mm-hmm. cool um, to sit and talk about, you know, local issues and stuff like that. And you know, I got to meet some some pets and all that kind of stuff and get a few signatures. So that's what I'm working on right now. So. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly of the timing of everything. I mean, obviously, I'm. I think I've I've announced, you know, pretty well ahead of when most people will that I'm running because I want yeah. to get started early because you know I have no like infrastructure around me to do these things. So I'm trying to get the head start. Sure. Um, so yeah, once it warms up a little more and all that kind of stuff, you know, I'm I'm ready to go knock some doors and and hear from some folks. Well, let us know how we can help. Have you done any? Uh, have you connected with any TV people yet? Uh, not yet. Nope. Well, let me know when you'd like me to uh, send some friends over to chat with you like we've done because they'd be happy to do that. Sure. Okay. Um, and then the last thing, last thing, you, what's your, what is your, your day job? I, I, I don't want to get it wrong. Um, so I'm a pharmacy technician, um, but what I do specifically is uh, I actually, I'm a supervisor. Um, so my, my employees are, are pharmacy technicians and we compound uh, sterile IV medications for people that are in nursing homes. Got oh it. wow! What uh, what's been your your overwhelming thoughts over the last ten months or so? What have you dealt with? What have you seen? What have you shaken your head at? Uh, anything like about anything at all, or? Well, uh, no. You what you've seen doing what you do, being oh. in the healthcare field with this little pandemic yeah, yeah. that okay. won't go away. Sure, sure. Well, um, what we've seen is um, when. COVID hits a nursing home, it just oh. spreads like wildfire. Um, so we've had a couple days where my staff has had to just drop everything because our, our homes are spread out throughout Ohio and Michigan and even into Pennsylvania. And we'll get a call, a director of nursing will call and say, hey, every single patient in our home has COVID and we need like uh, four bags of IV fluid for each one as soon as possible. And there was one day I have a picture from our security camera overhead because it's just insane. We had to send out 96 bags of IV fluid and uh, we had to get it done within like an hour. And so I have a picture of my technician like spreading all 96 bags out and they still you can't just send it. It's prescription. So you have to, you know, we had to check that many prescriptions and and label each one for patient use and all that stuff. Um, So that's that's kind of the thing that struck me the most um, in our setting, you know. I'm lucky that for, for us, you know, we're, we don't interact directly with our patients or anything. So, um, I'm still going, I've, I haven't missed a day of work, so we're still going into work. You know, we never like close, but, um, I'm not interacting with like the general public at work. Got it. Um, well, thank you for the time. It was great to get to know you. Um, and, uh, I'm serious. I think Alex, I'll speak for Alex here. Let us know how we can help. Yeah, Um, absolutely. We both have some some ties in the community that can help you out. And we're, I think we're certainly happy to do that. And, uh, the old West end could, uh, could use somebody like you. I have a lot of friends there. It's places. Well, in the old days, like 11 months ago, we used to hang out a lot. So anything we can do (laughs) to make that a better neighborhood. Yeah. I just, Man, I really hope that this vaccine or whatever needs to happen happens by Old West End Fest this year because that was a real heartbreaker to not celebrate Old West End Festival. I mean, it's I moved to this neighborhood after an Old West End Festival. Like, I came to the festival. I had friends that live in the neighborhood. And, and after that, I was like, I'm living here. And I've lived here ever since. What street so, do you represent? 
Um, I'm on Glenwood uh, near Delaware, so right by the Arboretum, right by the heart of it all during the festival. And we moved in right before last year's festival, and it didn't happen. So I need to I need to experience that for sure. I have yet to attend a festival. I miss it every year, and I want to oh, go. It's, it's something that my, my friends come in. I have friends in uh, Seattle, Los Angeles, New York, uh, all over the place. And it's something that they block off on their calendars, too. Wow. They come back for that. Yeah. It's very the, cool. It's the peak of diversity in our mm. in our city, in our community, yes. because you see pallets of people that you don't necessarily see at, uh, at other festivals because the old West end is just a blank canvas and it welcomes everybody. <laughs> the German American yeah, really festival is. or nobody. Are we, sees not, any- are we not dropping names? Nobody sees anything there because they're blackout drunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Nobody sees straight there. Daniel, thanks for the time. Hey, thank you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thank you, Daniel. Um, forgive me. I forgot to ask you what that, first of all, that was very nice. What was nice? Oh, yeah. the, he he was. I, nice I mean, I, man. I just got a I got a good vibe, and I want to. I absolutely want to see him grow. And um, over the next year, because voting isn't until like November, right? Uh, I don't know if there is a primary that he has to contend with, but yeah, I think okay. council is is then. And with all these people under FBI, like I think Katie Moline has to r- run again. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of weirdness, a lot of balls in the air. I think he has the right intentions, and I, that's what sure. I like. I don't. You, you're right. You don't need to be a career politician or have education in that in that line of work to to want to do the right thing by your community. And I, I like that he wants to do that. But you do have to have a marketing strategy and you got to get yourself out there. That's what I wanted yeah. to drill down on him with that. So I'm glad he's bothering people on Twitter. That's a good start. <laughs> you, uh, you, got your, you got your vaccine today. You feeling I, okay? I did. I feel fine. There was a part, there was a point where um, I was a little tired. I've been bouncing around all day working and then I got back home. I had a meeting at 1.30 and it was right around that time. So I got my vaccine at 9.30. It was right around that time where I was like, I am more tired than normal. Like, I'm tired. Um, but I just kind of, I, I brushed it off. And now my arm, I feel like I got hit with a rock. Yeah. Um, but for the, other than that, I feel great. They, they, I had to stay at 30 minutes compared to 15. Um, and they were, I mean, I, the health department, Maj, again, shout out to Maj. She was there. I got to see her beautiful face. Well, half her face, mask up. Um and they were so organized and the the directions were clear and there was someone there at all times. And then when you sit down, you know, because I had I had um, health conditions, they came right over to me and they said, we're going to watch you closely. Please raise your hand if you have any if you're feeling anything. And it, everybody was kind and sweet. And I heard people around me also just complimenting the the um, process and how it had gone. Good. Where, where was it? Was it at the health department? It was at the UAW on Ashland. Why do I know that's true? What, what, what area of town is that in? Um, it's uh, right off Collingwood. So it's right by the arts, Collingwood Arts Center Got and it. Scott High School. Okay. Um, and you're, do you go back to the same place? What, in two or three weeks? They should, have or, they should already have you scheduled. Yeah, they do. So they, they get you scheduled at that time. So they'll they'll schedule you in and give you a card with a little sticker and the date and all of that. And then there's like you can scan a QR code to da- to be downloaded into the CDC where you'll get alerts to your phone. Um, I did do that because I'm like, well, if I ever have if businesses or like airlines will no longer let you fly unless you have a vaccine, I better 
make sure I'm in databases for that. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, it yeah, it was it was good. Awesome. Ah, oh, well, another podcast in the books. Another podcast in the books. I can't believe it's only Tuesday. I kind of feel like it's been a long week. It's because it's been so damn dark and cloudy the last two days. Do you think so? I said to someone the other day, they were they were saying that they're hoping to get more, they're happy we're getting more sunlight day by day. And I was like, yeah, we're turning the corner. Everybody always disagrees with me. But once we get to like February, March, I always feel like, we're turn like we are turning the corner. <laughs> I don't I don't think that until the beginning of March because th I think then at least in March if we get some kind of big storm, it's very mm -hmm. possible, it's more possible that it could be like 42 and sunny the next day and we've got a lot more light then. Like here, I mean this just sucks. Yeah, yeah, and that's true, but I just feel like January Last year, January was like January, and this year it just flew by, in my opinion. It's already the 26th. Yeah. Yeah, the month went by, but the days were still long, if that makes any sense. Sure. Like the last two days, and I think what lengthened it was like, there's a storm coming, be prepared, and all that kind of just stretches it all out, but I'm ready for sun, and God, give me, give me like 41, 39, I'll take 39. I'll take 67. I'll, I'm not going to try to be... Uh, too much of a beggar, but whatever. I will beg for you. Thank 67. you. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good night. Bye. Bye. Actually, not quite bye yet because we got to talk to our friend Janet Amit, our astrologer with some readings and more right now. Hi there. I'm sorry. Well, that's okay. How are you? I'm uh, I'm doing okay. I'm uh, Today was a, a crappy day weather-wise, so it's... Look, we've Is had a... Is out there? Where, have you not stuck your head out the window all day? I've been here since eight o'clock in the morning. Where's don't... Where's here? Your office? I've always at my office. Yeah. Um. I live here. Yeah. It uh. It's it snowed. It came down around lunchtime or so, and, and added to what was on the ground. It's just dreary. And I know we had some sunshine on Sunday and or Saturday. Yeah. And um, I know that we have had a very manageable winter so far, but I'm I'm not feeling it. I, and I know we got like another six weeks to go but give me some sunshine i know i hear you it's crazy because really in reality we need sunshine we do yeah we need to start feeling better about life it's been so difficult right yeah and t t today was a heavy day because of the uh the officer oh my god yeah the right outside my office yeah the office i mean the procession, yeah. The officer's and funeral. I, and it was also the seven-year anniversary of when the two firefighters were killed back in uh, 2014. Um, so, but hey, look, you have said this is going to be a better year for everybody. We got planets. We got big planets lining up. And uh, if you say it, for the most part, I'm going to trust it. I believe it's going to be better. I'm hoping and I'm praying and I'm feeling okay about it and I just hope it's going to be okay. I just think that there's, we just have to be really positive, all of us. That's the most important thing, right? We if, just have to think positive. If we all work together and can put our positive energy out there, it, it could help things. It could help us collectively. I think so. I mean, I, I believe very much in that. So hopefully this is going to be a good year. We're coming into a pretty good cycle with ourselves. Things are, are coming, you know, we're coming into the 1st of February, which is going to be interesting. Yeah. And we have Mercury retrograde. Mercury freaking doggone is retrograding January the 30th, and it's going to be retrograde till February the 21st. 
And what that basically means is we're going to feel a lot of, um, there could be miscommunication, but it's not like last year. You know what I mean? It's not going to be as chaotic as it was, but it's retrograding in Aquarius. So it's a good time for us to really rethink a lot of things that we want to do, plan the year ahead. Well, let's just go by month by month, but we just need to plan it. But it's but it's a very favorable, even though it's Mercury rules communication and Virgos and Geminis are affected by this, it is still a good transit for us to rethink and even re-examine our own goals and things like that. So there's a lot of positive things, I think, in 2021. And March is going to be an incredibly good month. You don't often hear me say that, but it's going to be really good. Because we don't have any retrogrades. Nothing. The, zero. Zip. And it's been quiet retrograde-wise why since, like, the fall where they were, like, one after another. I know. And we don't have that. Well, that was last year, September 9th through November was a really heavy, I mean, really heavy retrograde. That was, like, one of our hardest. Um, we had Mars retrograde. We had all these planetary crazy influences going on. But we are out of a lot of that. So we need to think, you know, positive thoughts. You know, and and just think that we're going to be able to we're going to be able to work with with whatever comes our way. We're okay with it. So I feel pretty good about it. You had mentioned um, um, talking about goals and rethinking yeah. them for this year. What what are what are your goals for this year? I'm going to focus on health. I'm going to focus on getting healthier, mm. feeling better. You know, just really taking more time to do things I want to do, travel and do things like that. I think that's going to be a part of it. And building up my business more and getting more into things that I have wanted to do, like writing. You know, I really love to write. So those are things I want to do. Okay. I just want to have good goals. And you have some people that have have uh that have sent their birth information yes start start with the with the last one with danielle and then we'll work up to the to the big reveal oh well i don't have times of birth of the people who want to know about the baby but i was thinking male but we'll we'll talk about that so danielle is um danielle is asking about uh is she asking about uh, money to renovate her home or it's just better to buy one it's really a preference that danielle is born under cancer so most cancers are very conscientious about money so i would say you know whichever is going to be less expensive renovation or buying a new home depends on what she wants to do that's a loaded question i would probably say renovation would be good and if you're thinking about you know buying something new maybe in about two to three years when Saturn goes into Pisces, which would be in March of 2023. So I would say renovate if you can. And uh, if you like your home and you feel like you're comfortable there, because cancers don't like a lot of change. And she is kind of particular about her money. So I would probably have said renovation is the best way to go. I, that's helpful because it's, a it, well, and I, I would think in, the mo- in most cases, it's it can be a lot less chaotic than the whole home buying experience. But as I'm learning, so I'm looking to get my bathroom done, and I've been told that a bathroom is like when you open up a human body, like you never, you're gonna, you need to expect surprises. I know, and you know what? The I hope you have somebody that's good because I just had my my ex husband just did mine. <laughs> he fixed my bathroom for me. Uh, actually, uh, do you remember Mary Beth from the old place? 
on the river. Yeah. Her, uh, yeah. her her son used to live in New York for a while. He moved back home for a handful of reasons, one of which was, I think, uh, Mary Beth's health. But he's back yeah. here, and he and his friend started up uh, like a contracting company. So, Oh, you're kidding. I connected with, uh, with him, and from all the people that I've asked, he gave me a good number. I'm just, here, I'll ask you. I could be without my bathroom, a shower for like two weeks. Can I come shower at your place? Absolutely. Mm. As long as you cover up, we're good to go. No, I'm not going to cover up at all. Oh, my God. Then forget it. Ain't happening. All right. Next up, who do we have there? We have um, Shanna. She wants to know about a career change in September. She says, things are not working out. Stay with it or go back to your old job. You know, when I looked at this, I wondered if it, she had something with career. And she's been in a funky cycle herself. I don't know what kind of career she's in right now, but I would say she just came out of her Saturn return, which started way back in 2017, ended last December. My feeling is stick it out for a while. You know, I love her work ethic, She, but she's very intense. And she needs to focus on not being so intense and kind of sticking with this. Leo's have, she has like everything in Leo. She has like four things in Leo. And so she's in five things, actually. So she's very, you know, quick to jump ship. And I don't want her to do that. So my okay. thought would be stick it out. Don't do anything just yet. If you feel the same way, connect with me in May or June, and we can talk about some, you know, some opportunities, you know, at that point. I mean, I just think that right now stick it out and see what happens because you might get used to it. Because usually with Leo people, they need a lot of space, and they like to be king of the castle. So she likes to be in charge. So you, there's no question about you know, that. You know what I like to remind people of? You have more resiliency than you give yourself credit for. Yes, I'm, I'm totally in agreement with that. So totally in agreement. But I feel like with, and is this your brother? This is your, your brother who's, who's, Girl is due August. I thought a boy. It's little Paul. Little Paul has has created life. So it is a boy then. No, 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 no. Uh, sorry, I know that you could have. I I could have worded that a little bit better. Um, it. So Tracy is Tracy is the girl. Uh, Tracy is due on August tenth, and they got the gender, and it's going to be a little girl. Oh, it's going to be a girl. Yeah, which that's interesting. Every, yeah, that would have that actually, believe it or not, would show up with the time at birth and all that. But I'm still happy. That is so exciting. Is is your brother excited? He did, he's more even keeled than than I am. Tracy's ecstatic because yeah. she's wanted this for a while, and then some Aww. some parameters were put down um, a couple of years ago, like. You've got to go to school, and there's got to be a, a better second income here before we can do this because they already, she already has a phoenix who's nine, and um, so to, to make all the money work, she had to get some things. But here they go, and uh, so she's excited. And the, every, oh, how exciting! She she has good instincts. Like I, I think I've told you before, she's more a Weisberg like me and my dad than um, than even Paul is. She's witty and yeah. clever and 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 quick witted, um, and and sardonic and has a, a biting tongue. And she thought for sure that it was going to be a boy because apparently, and I had to think about it. There's just not a lot of people to pick from, like. Our yeah. whole our whole lineage here, it's all dudes. Like, there's no girls anywhere. Both my mom and dad ha- have, still have, a brother. I have two uncles, but no aunts. I got no cousins. So there's a lot of boys. So she was expecting a boy. So I think they're happily surprised, but I'm sure we haven't discussed it. But I, I'm guessing that they're most delighted that it's probably very healthy at this point, whatever whatever it is, if it's like a pee or I something. I think it will be a very healthy baby. You're going to fall in love with this baby. I can eh, tell you right now. I, I know, know about you. that. 
Yes, you will. So wh- I don't know about that. You're going to fall in love with this baby. <laughs> What's So August 10th is the due date. What are your thoughts about that? I did a chart on it. I actually did a chart on this. And the baby is going to be under the sign of Leo. The baby's gonna, She might have the baby way before that, though, sweetie. So I would probably have said, like, maybe the fourth or the fifth. But the baby's going to be really artistic, very creative, very smart, very intelligent, very close to mommy and daddy but really a connection to your brother. And the baby is going to be just smart, intelligent, uh, witty. But I have a feeling she's going to have the baby really close to the first couple days into August. That's How about what I'm this? Getting. Let, let me give you this. And this is, we didn't pre-plan this or anything because people always ask me, they probably ask you, is Eric really a dick? People go, do you really buy Janet stuff? And yes, I do. Because check this out. Last night, Paul told me that um, with all this stuff, the original due date was August 6th. They moved it to the 10th. So you're in the ballpark. So if you tell me that it's going to be closer to the beginning of the month, you're not off. No, I really think it will be. And I think this is going to be such a healthy little baby. And and, and the thing is, is that <clears throat> this child, your brother, is going to be ecstatic. And your dad is going to fall in love with this baby. You know, your dad's a little sensitive, little, you know, is he? cuddly person. Is He's he? going to be really... My dad? Your dad's great. Now your we, dad's great. Now we have to see what the name will be. And I, I wonder... This is the first time I'm I'm like voicing this. Rachel to... or something like Rachel or something like. Um, well, I'm gonna, well, I don't know. I'm going to guess my brother, and I would encourage him to push hard to name the baby at least if there's a middle name, but definitely the first name after my mom because my brother adored my mom. He was truly yeah. like we talked about this before. He was much closer to her than than I was, and he he yeah. watched her erode from the cancer and other stuff. So, and her name was Natalie. So I'm I'm wondering. I'm going to have That's to ask so Paul pretty. how hard he's going to have to push for or how hard he's going to push to have uh, the baby named after my mom. I would love for you to send me his information and his girlfriend's information and ask your dad what time he was born. We won't be able to get his significant others, but I definitely, you know, would love to look at the charts because there's some things I'd like to look at with that. And I could just text you, you know, we'll do that. I don't know his time of birth. He was 11, 25, 87. I know he's a Sag like me. We're like three days apart. Similar personalities, very independent, you know, very, you know, he's strong headed, you know, oh, blah, blah, blah. very stubborn. He makes me look like open and compassionate when it comes to stubbornness. You are. I you am. Are. But I, I think you're I'm a sh- sweetheart. Yeah, you're a sugar sometimes. plum. I, I've, I used to be super stubborn and I think I started to grow out of a little bit when I was well younger than he is now. But he's 33 um, and he's still he's still got some hard headedness to him. But he's a great guy. I like his chart. If he's a sag, if he if he's a sag like me, he's amazing, right? Yeah, let's you better not, say right. Let's not go that far. Uh-huh. Hey, uh huh. Hey, but I do think this baby's going to be quite amazing. You're going to be so close to this this baby. Oh un- my god, Uncle Eric. That's or, right. Or Uncle Eric, That's right. in this the case. perfect uncle. The, the, you, and you would want to be. You'd want to live closer because of that. I hope you don't move. Uh, that's very unlikely. Yeah, you better not move. Um, You're going to get your bathroom done, so you have to do that. Yeah. But this, but really, to be honest with you, this is, I think we're headed for a better year. And now that, you know, politically things have kind of shifted, we're kind of, hopefully things 